The voice glorify Elohim, and the great congregation make his glory heard. Among the many upright, glorify his name. And with the believers, tell of his greatness. Bind your souls to the good and to the pure, to glorify Elohim. Be bound together to make known his rescue. And slack not from making known his strength and his glory to all the simple. For to make known the honor of Adonai was wisdom given. And to tell the greatness of his acts was she made known to mortals. To make known to the simple his strength, to reveal to the absent-minded his greatness, those far from his gates, those exiled from his entrances. For the highest is the master of Jacob, and his glory is over all his acts. And a mortal who praises the highest, he accepts it like one giving a grain offering, like one sacrificing he goats and cattle, like one greasing the altar with many whole offerings, like sweet incense from the hand of the righteous. From the openings of the righteous, wisdom's voice is heard from the highest congregation her song. Over their food and satiety it is spoken and over their communal drink together. Their conversation is the teaching of the highest. Their word to make known his strength. How far from the wicked is her word, from all the arrogant to know her. Behold, the eyes of Elohim are on the good to have mercy. And on those who glorify him, his compassion is greatened. From an evil time he saves their beings. Bless Yahuwah who redeems the poor from the stranger's hand and saves the pure from the wicked one's hand, who lifts up a horn from Yaakov and a judge of the people from Yisrael and sets his tent in Zion and will be found forever in Yerushalayim. Hallelujah. 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 All right, so uh, I'm going to say a short personal prayer before getting started, as always. Heavenly Abba, Yahweh Elohim, I just pray that this day you send your rock, Hakodesh, my way. Even at this very moment, send them within me to abide as I strive to lead and guide your flock into the green pastures of your word. Cause them to bring to memory all the things I've heard during my study time with you and to filter my lips that nothing escapes them except that which is good and true. Therefore, from the lesson this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your flock to feed freely. Not that they might be impressed with me, but that they may be blessed by thee. I only pray that you utilize me to illuminate the darkness with your word's light, that it displaces any frightened, that it strengthens their hands, that they might fight to enter into thine kingdom. Therefore, for me this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your light to shine extra bright. Not that they might see me, but that they may find you, the one in whom all glory and honor is due. Yahoo, am I other king? I pray that you accept for me this day my offering. Yahoo's was name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Today we are celebrating Yom Teruah. And Yom Teruah is all about warning. It's about repentance. It's about acceptance and, um, and, and judgment. You know, and uh, today we're going to get into some warnings. You know, because that's 
the season is about. Leviticus 23, 24 says, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You know, and that is why we're gathered here today. Now, we're going to do a lot of blowing of trumpets today. But I just want everybody to know that whoever don't have a trumpet still has a trumpet. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you don't have a shofar, you still have a trumpet. Your mouth is a trumpet. You know, and so you can offer up, you can trumpet just as loud as us with the shofars just by opening up your mouth. And you can still memorialize this day with the blowing of trumpets. Amen? Amen. Now, this is also a day to remember. This is this is one of the days of the days of remembrance, you know. And we, we learn about the days of remembrance. And now, this thing. Yeah, so we learn about the Day of Remembrance in the Book of Enoch as well as the Book of Jubilees, you know, and as well as uh, in the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, solar calendar. You know, it's a day to remember. Just why is that? You know, well, when we look in Jubilees, we see in verses 23 through 28, it tells us, it says, and on a new month, of the first month, and on the new month of the fourth month, and on the new month of the seventh month, which is today, and on the new month of the tenth month, out of the days of remembrance, and the days of the four seasons and the four divisions of the year, these are written and ordained as a testimony forever. Noah ordained them for himself as feasts for the generations forever, so that they have become thereby a memorial unto him. So this is, was passed down all the way from the time of Noah. And it goes it goes on to say, and on the new month of the first month, he was bidden to make for himself an ark. And on that day, the earth became dry, and he opened the ark and saw the earth. And on the new month of the fourth month, the mouths of the depths of the abyss beneath were closed. And on the new month of the seventh month, the mouths of the abysses of the earth were opened, and the waters began to descend into them. And on the new month of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains were seen. And Noah was glad. And on this account, he ordained them for himself as feasts for a memorial forever. And thus they are ordained. So, hence in the Dead Sea Scrolls calendar, they call these new month's days the days of remembrance. And on them, they read certain psalms. You know, uh, Psalms 1, Psalms 119, 135, 136. Um, with some additional uh, excerpts from some psalms added, specifically from Psalms 118 and Psalm 145. So we're going to go over these today, starting with my favorite psalm, Psalm 1. Hallelujah. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the Torah of Yahuwah. And in his law, in his Torah, doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the, in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For Yahuwah knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You know, so... Right now we live in we live in a world where the way of the godly, the way of Yah, uh, it looks kind of funny, you know. It looks strange. It's really out of the ordinary, you know. It looks uh, medieval, if you would, you know. And when you begin to walk. As the godly, when you begin to walk in the way of Yah, when you begin to adhere to his Torah, people look at you kind of weird. <clears throat> Nevertheless, if we continue to do so, and if we meditate in his Torah, we will be like trees planted by the rivers of water. And whatsoever we do shall prosper. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, so... Don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what you sound like. You know, they probably gonna call you all kind of names. Y'all knows I've heard a few. You know, um, for some reason they always say it behind your back. Oftentimes, well, I guess not always, but oftentimes. But nevertheless, you know, you have to be willing to make yourself look foolish for y'all. You know. And if you are willing to do so, that is the highest praise that you can give Yah, is to make yourself look foolish for him before the world. That is literally the definition of hallelujah. hallelujah. You know, so don't worry about what you look like or what you sound like. I certainly don't care. If anybody know me, ask them, they'll tell you. You know, <laughs> the, the next Psalms we're going, going to go through is Psalm 119. Yeah, you may want to <laughs> buckle your seatbelt on this one. We're going to be here for a while. This is the longest Psalm in Scripture. It says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of Yahuwah. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and seek him with the whole heart. You know, so take note. It's not just about walking in the Torah of Yahuwah, but it's about walking undefiled in the way of Yahuwah. You know, undefiled. That means you have to do it his way. You can't do it your way. You can't say, well, I'm, I'm walking, I'm in the way, Anna. I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, doing a little this, a little that. But I'm still doing it. No, that don't cut it. You have to walk undefiled. You know, and you can't be like, well, you know, I'm seeking them. I was seeking them, you know, all last, all last week. 
I just took a break this week. No, you have to seek him with your whole heart, not half-heartedly. You know, because anything less, I can assure you, you won't find him. Verse 3. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto thy commandments. I will praise thee with the uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed there, thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wonder from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Yahuwah. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. All right. I'm going to employ some help. Um, let me have my, my first reader read verses 15 through 27, please. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, who which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Hallelujah. Verses 28 through 40 goes on to say, My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove me the way of lying. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me the law, thy law, thy Torah graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies. O Yahuwah, put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Yahuwah, the way of thy statutes. I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy Torah. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to co covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in the way. Establish thy word unto thy servant, for who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproach while I fear, for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Now my next reader, read verses 41 through 53, please. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Yahuwah. 
even thy salvation according to thy word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. And take not thy word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever. And I will walk in liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and will not be ashamed. I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. I remember thy judgment of old, O Yahuwah, and have comforted myself. Horror hath taken a hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Verses 54 through 66, my next reader, please. The statutes have been, the statutes have been songs in the, in the house of my uh, pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Yahuwah, in the night, and have kept thy way, thy law. This I have because I kept my precepts. Thou art my portion, O Yahuwah. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten the law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgment. I am, I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Yahuwah, is full of thy mercies. Teach me thy statutes. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Yahuwah, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Hallelujah. Verses 67 through 78. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy Torah. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. The law of the, my, thy mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Yahuwah, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. Let I pray thee, thy mercy, for thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word and to thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy Torah is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate in thy precepts. Now my next reader read verses 79 through 91, please. Let those that let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. 
Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for, the, for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. Right? They persecute me wrongfully, help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep thy testimony of thy mouth. Forever, O Yahuwah, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thy ordinances, for all are thy servants. Hallelujah. Verses 92 through 104. Unless thy Torah had been my delights, I should have perished in my affliction. I would never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Oh, how love I thy Torah, it is my meditation all the day. Thou, through thy commandments, have made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Time out. The next reader read verses 105 through 117. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Yahuwah, according unto thy word, except I beach thee. The free will offerings of my mouth. O oh, Yahuwah, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, and yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from pre thy precepts. The testimonies I have the testimonies have I taken as an inheritance forever. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform thy statuses always, even until the end. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place, my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my Elohim. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold me up and I shall be safe and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Hallelujah. Verses 118 through 126. My next reader, please. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes for their, for their deceit is falsehood. 
Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for, for fear of thee, and I am tired of thy judgments. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not, my, not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for the Yahuwah to work for they have made void thy law. Hallelujah. Verses 127 through 135. My next reader, please. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, ye above fine gold. Therefore I es esteemed all thy precepts concerning, concerning all things to be white, and I have I hate every false way. The testimonies are wonderful, wonderful, or wonderful. Therefore doubt my soul keep them. The entrance of the world's giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple, simple. I opened my mouth and I painted for, I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me and be most, merciful unto me. As though, as thou unset to, un, unused, uses to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in the world and let any iniquity have domain over me. Deliver me from the oppressions of men, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. Yeah. Yeah. Verses 136 through 145. My next reader, please. Uh, this book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse 136. Rivers of waters run down from my eyes because they kept not thy law. 130, uh, verse 137. Righteous art thou, O Yahuwah, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast command are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me because my enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do not forget I do yet do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlast everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold of me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteous of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding I shall live. I cry with my whole heart. Hear me, O Yahuwah. I will keep thy stat statues. Verses 146 through 155. My next reader, please. I cry unto thee, Satan, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning, and I cry in the hope of thy word. My eyes prevent the night watches, that I might meditate in thy word. 
Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, O Yahuwah, quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Thou art, O Yahuwah, and all thy testimonies are true. Concerning thy testimonies I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Consider my affliction and deliver me. For I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked. For they do not seek thy statutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verses 156 through 165. My next reader, please. Great are thy tender mercies, O Yahuwah. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies. Yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Yahuwah, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart stands in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that finds great spoil. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law, thy Torah, do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee, because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy Torah. Nothing shall offend them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verses 
our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Psalms 135, verses 1 through 11. My next reader, please. Praise ye Yah, praise ye the name of Yahuwah. Praise him, O ye servants of Yahuwah. Ye that stand in the house of Yahuwah, in the courts of the house of our Elohim. Praise Yahuwah, for Yahuwah is good, sings praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. For Yahuwah hath chosen Jacob unto himself, and Israel for his peculiar treasure. For I know that Yahuwah is great, and that our Adonai is above all gods. Whatsoever Yahuwah pleased, that he did in heaven and in earth, in the sea and all deep places. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He marketh lighting for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries, who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast, who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants, who smote great nations and slew mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verses 12 through 21. And gave their land for an inheritance, a heritage unto Israel, his people. Thy name, O Yahuwah, endureth forever, and thy memorial, O Yahuwah, throughout all generations. For Yahuwah will judge his people, and he will repent himself concerning his servants. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they seek not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They have made, make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. Bless Yahuwah, O house of Israel. Bless Yahuwah, O house of Aaron. Bless Yahuwah, O house of Levi. Ye that fear Yahuwah, Bless Yahuwah. Blessed be Yahuwah out of Zion, which dwelleth at Jerusalem. Praise ye Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Then we have Psalms 136. Oh, give thanks unto Yahuwah, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto Yahuwah of God, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Adonai of Lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. All right. We're going to get some um, class participation in here. The way this is supposed to be read, I read the first part. Then you guys read for his mercy to endure forever. Alright? Oh, give thanks unto Yahuwah. Oh, give thanks unto Yahuwah. Oh, give 
thanks unto the Elohim of gods. For his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Adonai of lords. For his mercy endures forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders. For his mercy endures forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens. For his mercy endures forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters. For his mercy endures forever. To him that made great lights. For his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day. For his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night. For his mercy endures forever. To him that smote Misraim in their firstborn. For his mercy endures forever. And brought out Israel from among them. For his mercy endures forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm. For his mercy endures forever. To him which divided the reed sea into parts. For his mercy endures forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it. For his mercy endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endures forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness. For his mercy endures forever. To him which smote great kings. For his mercy endures forever. And slew famous kings. For his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites. For his mercy endures forever. And old king of Bashan. For his mercy endures forever. And gave their land for inheritance. For his mercy endures forever. Even inheritance unto Israel his servant. For his mercy endures forever. Who remembered us in our lowest state. For his mercy endures forever. And have redeemed us from our enemies. For his mercy endures forever. Who giveth food to all flesh. For his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto Elohim of heaven. For his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto Yahuwah. For his mercy endures forever. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of Yahuwah is exalted. It is better to trust in Yahuwah than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in Yahuwah than to put confidence in princes. Oh, give thanks unto Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Yeah, that was much better. <laughs> All right, here we have Psalms 145. My next reader, please. I will extol thee, my Elohim, O King, and I will bless the name, thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee and I will praise thee, thy name forever and ever. Great is Yahuwah and greatly to be praised. And he is greatness and his greatness is unsearchable. On the one generation shall praise thy, thy works of another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak to of the glorious honor of, of thy majesty and and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak up to the night uh, might of the terrible acts. I will declare the greatness they shall abundantly observe the memory of the great goodness and shall sing 
is thy righteousness. Yahweh is gracious and full of the full of compassion. Compassion. Slow to anger and of great mercy. Yahweh is good to all and his tender mercy are over his at works and thy shall praise thee. And all that works shall praise thee. O Yahuwah, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy Yom Teruah, we're commanded to remember and listen to the Teruah of the Shofar. Therefore, we'll start by defining just what a Teruah is. Teruah is the plural of Teruah. Um, it is translated shout or alarm oftentimes in KJV. The word that's translated as such is Teruah, number 8643 in your strong. It speaks to a clamor, i.e. a loud noise or outcry, that is the acclamation of joy, or a battle cry. Hereby we learn that Yah's Feast of Trumpets is all about battle. Mm -hmm. And the sounding of the trumpets is the battle cry. That is the last warning for the hearers thereof to prepare for battle is imminent. You know, Yeshayahu 58, 1 and 2 says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression." and the house of Yaakov their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their Elohim. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They that delight in approaching to Elohim. You know, I want us to consider this for a minute because, you know, Verse 1 is speaking to today, Yom Teruah, where you cry aloud, you spare not, you lift up your voice like a trumpet. And, but it's not to tell people what they want to hear. It's not to be a people pleaser. It's to show Yah's people their transgression in the house of Yaakov, their sins. You know, we have a responsibility to one another to point out our shortcomings. You know, a lot of times we assume that the would-be saints know better. But sometimes they just haven't been told. Now you can say, well, they should be reading their word, but, you know, that can be said about a lot of, a lot of folks, right? You know, Sometimes they just need somebody to tell them. Sometimes they need somebody to point it out. You know, oftentimes, you know, oftentimes even if they do know, just by some, someone pointing it out, sometimes that makes the difference. And this is the season to do just that. This is the season to lift up your voice like a trumpet and show y'all's people their, their transgression. He says that they seek him daily and delight to know his ways. But as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their Elohim, they're, they're seeking him as if they didn't do nothing, as if they're in the right. 
like they didn't go out of his way like they didn't forsake his ordinances you know and so he was a little upset about that mm. you know but this is what we're going to do today we're going to attempt to show people people's of Elohim and transgressions in the house of Yaakov their sins you know for Yom Teru is all about warning y'all's people that the battle is imminent you know and I think nothing sounds the alarm more so than the seven trumps that we read about in Revelation. Um, so we're going to go over them and we're going to sound the warning. But before we get into them, we're going to lift up some terror. We're going to sound the alarm. So, yeah, I'm going to ask for some help. Whoever has a yeah. shofar, rather than hand or upon their lips. Yeah. trumpets prepared to sound themselves to sound and what they sound is actually a warning it says in Revelation 8 7 the first angel sounded and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees was burnt up and all the green grass was burnt up you know that's some pretty serious stuff right there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, a third part of the trees was burnt up and all the green grass was burnt up. So what has been spoken of about the grass and the trees? Well, 2 Kings 19.26 gives us, gives us an insight. It says, Therefore their inhabitants were of small power. They were dismayed and confounded. They were as the grass of the field and as the green herb and as the grass on the housetops. And as the corn blasted before it be grown up. Mm -hmm. You know, and so essentially what the grass 
the green grass represent is those that are small power and those that become dismayed or confounded. You know, so if you get easily discouraged or confounded, confused, you know, and you have small power, you're not strong enough to stay the course, then this is the parts that's going to be burnt up. Say a lot. You know, let's take a look at Revelation 9, 3, and 4. It says, And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of Elohim in their foreheads. And so it's clear to see that this is speaking of, of Yah's people, right? You know, saying don't hurt them, don't hurt the green. The green represents life, you know, don't hurt, don't hurt them. You know, but the greenery can also speak to the wicked. When we look at Psalms 92 7, it says, When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. Hallelujah. So we see the wicked can speak to the righteous or the wicked. Because the the grass simply speaks to the grass simply speaks to those who are of little power, those who are easily discouraged, and those, those who becomes confounded. You know, even as we read in 2 Kings 19.26, that small power just made and confounded. You know, that's what, what the grass speaks to. So it can speak to the righteous as well as the wicked. You know, and yes, Yahoo 40, verses 6 through 8, it says, The voice said, Cry. And he said, What shall I cry? It says, all flesh is grass, and all the godliness thereof is as the flower of the field. So, again, so now here we're being told that the flesh is as grass, that the grass, which is of small power, which is easily confounded, which is um, easily discouraged, you know, it is as grass. And so, once we understand this, we, we can see that the flesh, you have righteous people that's in the flesh and you, um, that's that's living in the flesh and you have wicked people that's living in the flesh. Amen? Amen. You know, but the flesh itself is what's being referred to as grass because it's just temporal. You know, this, it goes on to say in verse 7, the grass wither of the flower fadeth because the ruach of Yahuwah bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass wither of the flower fadeth, but the word of our Elohim shall stand forever. Hallelujah. You know, and so this is Yeshayahu 40, um, 6 through 8. Now, Kephas, or Peter, he would quote this passage and will give further understanding concerning it. In 1 Kephas 1, 23-25, he says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of Elohim, which liveth and abideth forever. You know, so, you know, he says, he goes on to say, For all flesh is grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass wither of the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Adonai endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. You know, and so what he's telling us is that 
you know, yes, all flesh is grass, you know, but this is why we want to be fathered from above, i.e. born again. Because when we're born again or fathered from above, you know, we're not remade flesh again. We become spiritual beings. Amen? Amen. You know, and so these spiritual beings, they don't come forth out of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. And that seed is the incorruptible word of, of Elohim. And who's the word of Elohim? Yahushua. Yochanan 1 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with Elohim, and the word was Elohim. Amen? Amen. You know, and so those who are fathered of that word, they become spiritual beings. And so they're not like the grass because they're not fleshly. You follow me? Yeah. You know, they're born of the word of Elohim. You know, and. Hence he says in verse 25, but the word of the Adonai endure forever. So if you're born of that word that is eternal, then you become eternal as well. Like father, like son. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, it says, and this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. And we know the word by which the gospel is preached is Yahshua, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we go to that. Second warning, we gotta we gotta um blast off for the for this warning. Verses 18 up to 21. 
It says, now in the morning as he returned into the city, speaking of the city of Jerusalem, it goes on to say he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. And said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled and said, how soon is the fig tree withered away? Now, to properly understand this, we need to understand that the city that they were in was Jerusalem. You know, and the fig tree is a representation of the, the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood. You know, and that was the tree in our actuality that he was going to and found nothing on it. You know, they were the ones who were supposed to feed Israel. Amen. You know, but when he got there, they didn't have no fruit on the tree. And you know what, what his word says about when fruit don't grow on a tree. It'd be hewn down and cast into the fire, right? You know, so this is why he curses the fig tree. And said, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And, and, and likewise, as soon as he was gone, they was gone, right? And so the disciples were amazed at this. And they said, how soon the fig tree withered away? So that told us, like, yeah, like, they were, they were going to be out of there soon. And they were. But he says in verse 21, he, he answered and said, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say to, unto this mountain. Now, there's a lot of um, people who speculate as to what this mountain is. You know, but I believe this mountain is none other than the city that he was speaking about, that it, he was standing in, the very city in which the fig tree was supposed to grow. You know, and hence it just makes sense that, you know, he's talking about the fig tree there and how it was cursed. And he's like, I don't need a tree. The whole city, you know, will be done away with, you know. And if you just have faith. You know, and so he says, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast, be, um, be thou cast into the sea and it shall be done. And this actually happens. You know, uh, scripture teaches us that this actually happens later on. You know, let us concert, con, um, consider Yermiyahu 51, 24 and 25. It says, but I will render unto Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done in Zion in your sight, saith Yahuwah. Behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain, saith Yahuwah, which destroys all the earth. And I will stretch out my hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks, and I will make thee a burnt mountain. Now, uh, for those of you who uh, follow my teaching, you probably know that I believe that Mystery Babylon is none other than Jerusalem. You know, and so I believe this, this is covertly speaking about Jerusalem, you know, and something that aligns with that is found in Revelation 21, 9 through 11. It says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of seven of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the Ruach to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, 
descending out of heaven from Elohim, having the glory of Elohim, and her light was like unto a stone, most precious. You know, now, what I'm proposing is that at some point, old Jerusalem, which was a great and high mountain, will be cast into the sea to make room for the new one, which actually sits in this very spot. Uh, but before we can go to that warning, we have to we have to do another warning. Yeah. Yeah, y'all are gonna be tired before this is over. Consider Amos 5, 4, 4 through uh, 7. It says, For thus saith Yahuwah unto the house of Israel, seek, seek ye me, and ye shall live. But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Seek Yahuwah, 
and he shall live, lest he break out like a fire in the house of Yosef and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Ye who turn judgment to wormwood and leave off, it's supposed to say righteousness. I don't know why is it cut off. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, but it says leave off from righteousness. You know, so it's speaking about those who are in charge, who turn judgment to wormwood. So in other words, you know, the laws that they make, you know, cause people to turn away from Yah. You know, such as, you know, like we see laws like that today. You know, laws concerning, concerning, uh, um, uh, well, yeah, abortion and, and, and the, the, the alphabet people, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, laws such as that turn people away from Yah. You know, they turn people's hearts away from Yah. And so that is a type of wormwood. You know, and so we can see that what Revelation 8 is talking about is talking about this star that will come down, this messenger, you know, and he will cause a third part of the waters to become wormwood. The waters actually speak to truth, you know, so it speaks to truth, it speaks to scripture, you know, but he's going to cause a third of it to become wormwood. You know, I'll have you know that Torah, you know, it comes from the root word, yara, which means to flow like water. Mm, you know, and so, you know, here it is. This wormwood is going to pollute the waters. Mm -hmm. It's going to pollute scripture. And it's going to cause people to worship another L. You know, so I want you to be able to see that. You know, and... So this is why Amos 5, 7 says, ye who turn judgment into wormwood, you know, so they're going to put, they're going to enact laws that's going to cause people's hearts to turn from Yah and to leave away from righteousness, mm -hmm. you know, and so we see that happening even now. And he says, so this is why, you know, Yah says to, to the house of Israel, he says, seek not Bethel, seek not the house of God. That's what Bethel means. Mm -hmm. It says, seek not the house of God, neither enter into Gilgal. Gilgal speaks to, actually, um, spiritually, it speaks to, to the calendar. So, enter not into the calendar, you know, and it says, and pass not to Beersheba. Don't enter into their oath. You know, don't enter into their covenant. You know, and so, like, now, it was speaking specifically into the house of Israel, and in Israel, at Bethel, they just so happened to have a golden calf, which was just what Yah told him not to do in Daniel 29, you know, and then and that golden calf turned the hearts of Israel away from Yahuwah their Elohim, yeah. you know, and guess what, he says in past not to Beersheba, they had another one at Beersheba, mm. they had another golden calf that they worshipped at Beersheba. Which also, again, turned their hearts away from Yah. You know, and caused his people to serve the gods of the nations. Now, you know, remember what 
a God is. It's simply a judge or a ruler. And every nation has them. Say lie. Also, let us consider Yahu or Jeremiah 23, 13-17. It says, And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal and caused my people, Israel, to err. Can you see there, Warrenwood? Verse 14, I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem. They're not any better. And horrible thing, they commit adultery. That's worshiping other gods. And walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of the evildoers that none do have returned from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants of Gomorrah. Therefore, thus saith Yahuwah, Zabohoh, concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them to drink the water of God. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profane is gone forth into all the land. Don't you know the Israelites were supposed to be the evangelists for the world? And so once the enemy polluted them, they in turn polluted the world. You know, Yah says he's going to feed them with wormwood. He's going to cause them to worship another God. And then he's going to destroy the whole lot. You know, goes on verse 16. It says, Thus saith Yahuwah Zavahot, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. And this, this reminds me so much of the prophets or the so-called prophets and prophetesses of today. They just simply make the people vain. You know, oh, I got a word from the Lord for you. You know, you're going to get a new house. And I see, I see, I see a, 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 a woman's ministry birthed. Uh, being birthed out of you. I see this. I see that. You know, everything is concerned with material gain. You know, get the heck out of here. You make the people vain. It says they speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of Yahuwah. They say unto them that despise me. Yahuwah says that the people despise him. They say unto those that despise him. Yahuwah have said, ye shall have peace. No, you won't. You're going to burn in H-E double hockey sticks. It says, and they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of, their, of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. You best believe evil going to come upon you. You know, but you see this so prevalently now today. You know, the prophets of the day, everyone I've seen thus far, you know, all they speak is vanity. They try to tell people what they want to hear. You know, they're not they're not discovering their transgression. They're not speaking to them of their wickedness. They're not causing them to repent so that they can truly be blessed of Yah. You know, if they really wanted to help Yah's people, then they would tell them what they fell short at so that they can get in line with Yah so that Yah can pour down blessings upon them. But as long as they walk in wickedness, they're forever doomed. And so by, by the so-called prophets, you know, holding them up in their wickedness, they're not doing nothing but making certain that they stay doomed. 
you know, someone sent me a video of this very well-known pastor prophesying, you know, to some some happy heathen rapper, you know, and he was telling them, he was telling the rapper, you know, you don't have to come into the church. You just need, you know, Yah is giving you a ministry, or I'm sorry, God, which one I don't know. But God have given you a ministry, you know, to go into the people of the streets. You know, and that that you'll lead you'll lead them, you'll lead them, um, and you'll help them to help to raise them up. Raise them up to do what? To go where? I don't get it. You ever listen to this guy's lyrics? He utterly wicked. You know, everything come out of his mouth and feel feel flam filth. You know, he really sounds like a Luciferian. Have, have you really listened to what this guy is saying? But this is what we have going on today. You know, because our prophets prophesy for profit. Maybe that's why they call them prophets, huh? Say a lot. All right, we got another warning. So, um, so yeah, y'all know what time it is. Yeah. was smitten in the third part of the moon and the third part of the stars so as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise and I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice whoa 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound and they talking about, well, I thought the first four was wall. You know, I thought the first, the, up until this point, they all seemed like woe to me. They, they basically saying, you know, that wasn't nothing compared to what's about to come. You know, let's consider Genesis 37, 9 and 10. It says, and he dreamed yet another dream. And told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeyance to me. And he told his father and his brethren. And his father's father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream? What, what that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come and bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? You know, and so the reason we come here is so that we can get a spiritual understanding of the sun, the moon, and the stars. You know, and so here it is. We have Yaakov interpreting in the dream that 
Yosef had of um, the sun, the moon, and the stars obeying him. So we see a picture of actually of Yahshua, his bride, and the, uh, the general believer, um, the house of Israel. You know, and so this is what's being alluded to when it speak about this fourth angel sounding. And a third part of the sun being smitten, and a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars. This is just a picture of the saints who are the light of the world. Now that Yahshua is gone, we're the lights in the world. You know, what else? That light is being extinguished. So, in other words, this is a picture of the persecution of the saints of Elohim. You know, and they're being killed off. And hence, it's getting dark. And now that it's dark, the enemy really gonna be able to have his way. Because there's no light to expose them. Consider Malachi 4, 1 and 2. It says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all do wickedly, and shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, say of Yahuwah Zahraoi, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the star. And of course we know this uh, spoke to our Messiah Yahshua who did rise uh, with healing in his wings. And he was that Son of Righteousness. And he would even want to say, I am the light of the world. You know. And so we know who this is without a doubt, you know, and also let us consider Genesis 26, 3 through 5. It says, Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee. This is Yah speaking to Abraham. Um, uh, or is it maybe, yeah, I think he's speaking to Abraham here. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee. And will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed will I give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Okay, Isaac. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my Torah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so we see the stars speak to Israel, the sun um, to Yahshua, and the moon to his bride. All right, we have another warning. Heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. 
And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of Elohim in their foreheads. All right. So now here it is. We have some terrible, terrible star, you know, coming down and letting the cat out the bag. You know, if we continue on, it can, um, with verses 5 through 12, it tells us, it says, And to them it was given that they should not kill them. So it's talking about the people that's upon the earth. They're not to kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Right. Now, I don't know if you, if you understand, but when a scorpion strikes a man, its venom began to consume that man from the inside out. It begins to break down the insides of the man, you know, turn it to mush, and then the scorpion would suck out the, uh, the mush and feed upon it. You know, and so I want you to, uh, to have a little insight into that, you know, because that's how it's going to work. They're not going to kill them. They're going to pollute them from the inside. They're going to pollute their minds. Can you see that? They're going to pollute their minds, and you know they're going to they're going to cause them to to uh, actually be in torment. And it says in verse six, and in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. You know, you know, things have to be pretty bad for folks wanting to die. Amen? Think about that. Say lot. It goes on in verse 7. It says, The shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. And their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron. And the sounds of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running the battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue, have his name Apollyon. And do you know what his name translates to? The destroyer. Guess what he's coming to do? To destroy someone near to you. Amen? Whoever don't have the seal of Elohim, in their foreheads, he coming for them. Revelation 9, 12, one woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. Well, you know what that means, right?
right. Revelations 9, 13 through, through 15 and Revelations 16, 12. It says, and the sixth angel sounded. Oh, we getting late in the day now. And the sixth angel sounded and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before Elohim. Saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. Okay, now some men dying for real, right? To slay a third part of men. Now I want you to consider something else that happens on the 6th. You know, in this Revelation 16, 12. It says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. And the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. The way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Isn't that where they're fighting at now? Yeah. Hmm. Why don't they have anything to do with it? I don't know. Anyway, that sixth angel going to sound, and he heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar. You know, and he said, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Woo! And it said they would prepare for an hour, a day, and a month, and a year, and to slay the third part of men. Now, let's let's do a little math. It's about seven billion people on the planet. So a third of that is like what? Two and a quarter billion people. That's a lot of people, right? Say a lot. It continues on. Um, well, we're going to continue on in Revelation 9, 16 through 21. Where do we stop at? 15, yep. So 16 to 21, it says, And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000. How many is that? That's 200 million. That's a lot of army, is it not? And I heard the number of them. The number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000. And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. And them that sat on them having breastplates of fire of Jackson and of brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. And out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed. By the fire and the, by the smoke and by the brimstone. This is what killed the third part of men. Which issued out of their mouths. That speaks to judgment just in case you're wondering. For their power is in the mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents that and had heads. With them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues. Yet repented not of the works of their hands. That they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. The rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, they still didn't repent. They still didn't repent of the works of their hands. Not to worship devils and idols and gold and silver and brass 
and stone and of wood. Neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries. This word sorceries is pharmacia. You know, speaks to pharmacy, pharmaceutical, and pharmacist. Nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. So all these people dying, these folks still won't repent. Let that not be thee. Let that not be thee. You know, when we see these things, regardless of what they say, they can say, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's a pandemic. They can say it's, it's, it's this, it's that, it's the other thing. But whenever we see stuff, catastrophic stuff like um, happening in scripture, it's usually due to judgment. Mm -hmm. Say lie. Now, this is a picture of the great river Euphrates today. Yeah, it's done dried up. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Because this has happened in our time. We're talking about one of the largest rivers on the planet that has dried up in our day and time. Now, this river been around since the beginning. We read about it in the beginning. Way back in Genesis, in the beginning. It's one of the original rivers leading from, from Eden. And you see it's dried up. Well, hold on. Didn't, uh, didn't we read something about Revelation 16, 12, and the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates and the water thereof was dried up? Now that has never happened before. But it's happening in our day and time. You think that could mean something? Do you think that that could mean something? Could that be a warning? But who listening? Who listening? Who even talking about it? This river is never dried up. But now it's dried up. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying. That right there, that should alarm some folks. You know, that should really alarm some folks. With that prophecy there in Revelation, and that right there, all right, I ain't going to say no more. Is it? The warning, that's, that's the warning right there. You're looking at it. You know what time it is. Another mighty angel come down from heaven, 
clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire and he had in his hand a little book open and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to ride and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. Yeah, I'm wondering what they said too. <laughs> you know, but one thing we know for sure, y'all didn't want us to know, so. We continue on Revelations 10, 5 through 11. It says, and the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are therein and the earth and the things that are therein and the sea and the things that are therein that there should be time no longer. The door closed, y'all. If you didn't get in, you won't be getting in. The door is closed. There's coming a time when you won't be able to get into, into the body of Yahshua. There's coming a time when, when, the, when the gospel won't allow you entrance anymore. You know, that's what we're talking about. It, it continues in verse 7. It says, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Elohim should be finished. As he hath declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. And it shall be, it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hands and ate it. Ate it up and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. And, and so it is with the word of Elohim. Oftentimes when we eat it, you know, it's really sweet as honey. You know, but as soon as it get inside, as soon as it get in our belly, as soon as we begin to digest it, as soon as we begin to assimilate it into our lives, it becomes bitter. You know, it sounds good. It tastes sweet in the mouth. But when it gets in the belly, when it starts becoming a part of us, yeah, it becomes bitter. You know, so you've been warned. That's all I have for you today. Pray with you. Bless Let's, let's, let's blast off one more time. Just Hallelujah. Yeah, we're going to give him one more good one. All right.